0: Hello everyone and thank you for tuning into our podcast. We have Pastor Mark Sepulveda from Impact Church San Diego here to share his sermon with you. We pray that you are encouraged and moved by this word. God bless. Our identity back is a real painstaking process and 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 to change your passwords and and call the banks and and you're getting everything together and And it's like, you know, to get your life back together, it's kind of hard, amen? The same thing in the spirit of how God created us in his image and how the enemy wants to destroy that image and to try to reclaim that back. It's it's a harder process because we're already in too deep. We're already in too deep. We're already, we dug ourselves in a hole. The thing about digging ourselves into a hole, the only place to look is up. The only place to look, is that God? When all out, when all the chips are down, when everything's laid out, and you got and you hit rock bottom and you're just down on your knees, just wondering what the only thing you could do is up. The further you fall down, well, yeah, the further you gotta go up. But the only way to look is up. Amen. So we go in the beginning. God created man, He formed man from the earth, from the dust of the earth. We call it of basically the 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 Bible calls us basically vessels, the jars of clay. This is not necessarily clay, but I needed something transparent to make this a little bit uh, so that you could see what's going on. So this is us, jars of clay, an empty vessel. God created man out of the dust of the earth. And he made us and he said... Let us make man in our own image. In the image of God, he made both male and female. So God poured his spirit in us. This is the image of God. It's clean. It's transparent. So this is how God sees us. This is what God sees in us. How many have mirrors in your house? Of course you do, right? Some some of you, I wonder, you came to church without even looking at a mirror. You know, I do it all the time. I came to church one day and I forgot to do my hair. I did remember. I was like, "Oh, do you do you have any mousse? Do you have any gel? You know, in your car? yeah, like they carry hair products. I don't know. Some of you women might carry hair products. I came my hair, and I had just finished cutting my hair. When I cut my hair, it, it, you know, it's I just look like fuzzy wuzzy. Okay, and I have no gel. And it was just sticking up there trying to get it back, you know. I forgot. I didn't, you know, I didn't even bother to look at a mirror, you know. Some of us look in the mirror too long. You know, you're in there forever. Some of you have lights around your mirror to illuminate the flawlessness of your own person, to look inside the mirror and as you're, you're making yourself up and as you see yourself. Some of us have defective mirrors. I have defective mirrors. Every time I look at it, I look, you know, that's not me. That's a heavy dude right there. That's chunky. Oh my God. I've, you know, some of my mirrors are defective. I just got to, uh, you know, take them back to the store because every time I look at it, I see more gray in my hair than I usually have. Little specks of gray. Some people call it wisdom. I just call it getting old. Amen. So this is how God sees us. He sees us in a different image as we see ourselves. We see the outer image of how we think people should perceive us or we think people should see us, amen? That's why we try to get the latest styles, the latest shoes, the latest cars. You want to impress people. That's an image. You want to make people see you in a different light. That's an image. You want to make people see you other than what you really are. That's identity fraud. Okay? We try to fraudulently perceive uh, to portray an image that we're not necessarily. So God created us in his image. And we didn't realize what that image was. What is that image? What does God look like? How do we perceive that image? What is that image? How do we know we are in the image of God? Well, we could read in the book of Genesis that in the image of God, he made both male and female. And throughout the Bible, throughout the Old Testament, throughout our lives, we're trying to identify with who who we are, what we're doing, our background, the way we were brought up. Where we went to school, even our neighborhood, we identify with that because that's where we came from. It's not necessarily the image that God had created in us. It's just that the image, it's the image that we portray from where we're brought from or brought out of. And so the image that God has created us, we, the enemy, had come into the garden to deceive that image. He deceived Eve. He deceived Adam. They ate of the fruit. They partook of the tree that they were not supposed to eat from because God had given them paradise. He'd given them everything. They can talk to animals and he named all the animals. He can, you could have all this. But that tree in the middle of the garden you can't have. But they ate from it because why? The enemy, the devil, the snake came into the garden to deceive what was valuable, Remember? What God has put in us is more valuable than anything that we could have, tangible. More than money, more than houses, more than cars. The enemy wants to destroy what's inside, what God had created from the inside out. So he deceives us by telling us, did God really say that you can't have from that tree or you'll surely die? So he manipulated their minds. And something that might look good, because the Bible says when Eve grabbed the fruit, the fruit that she was not supposed to eat of, or they were not supposed to eat of, she said, oh, it was, It looked good. And it was good for knowledge, because the enemy said, you know, once you eat this, your, your minds going to open up. And you'll know right from wrong. You'll know eat good and evil. You'll know what he knows. So... He deceived him by saying, "Hey, look at look at this. This is nice. It looks good. It's nice and round. It's polished. It's you know looks pretty." And some of the things that the enemy tries to deceive us with, it might look clear. Well, that looks like water, right? Well, I got clear. I got a clear thing right here. I got clear. This is vinegar. Oh yeah, that's vinegar. It it's fluid. Okay, it moves just like Spirit of God. Ooh, that 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 could preach right there. It moves just like the Spirit of God, what He put inside of us. It looks like the image. It's clear; I can see through it, just like the image. But it's not. It has a smells a little funky, and that's how the enemy gets us. And so we partake of it, tainting the image of God. Well, see, I'm still good. I'm still good. I tricked you. I'm fine. See, I still look like I still look like the image, but you know, you, you smell a little bad. You know, you might still look like the image of God, but you did something to kind of, you know, the enemy kind of tricked you into saying it's not that bad. Hmm? And by saying it, it's not that bad, you know, it's like you start to we start to believe that lie. Well, it's not that bad. You know. It, 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 and then, and then you start to live that lie, and then other things start to happen, and then you start partaking of partaking of other things. Praise God! Let's see, check out my bag of tricks right here. And with that, anger starts to step in. A little hot sauce, tapatio. I don't, I don't know if you're a tabasco person, hot sauce, tapatio, or whatever your cholula sauce, whatever you got. It's spicy. Some of us get a little spicy. We get a little angry. You know? We already partook of something that kind of displayed the image of God, but it kind of like it left a stink. It left a stench. It left something different in there. And by the end of uh, all this, I'm, I'm going to end up drinking this water right here. I just want to let you know some of us have attitudes after a while. We start to believe the lies of the devil. Somebody crossed you. Somebody cut you off on the freeway. How many have rotor rage? <laughs> That's my, put your hand out. You got rotor rage? Don't you hate it a slow drive? What are you doing? You know, they're coming across. Why did you just come step up the gas pedals on the right? Why are you slowing down? Put your blinkers on. And then you, you see the blinkers just, and they're and They're not moving. They're not going. They're driving. Their blinkers are on. And then you drive, just to see how old they are. <laughs> All right? You want to know how oh, good, oh, that's got to be somebody old. And you get mad. It's the enemy trying to, you know, poke at you. They're trying to get you mad, and, you know. And then you get a little spicy, you know, All right? Some of you guys are extra spicy, you know. <laughs> you guys are extra angry. Some of you guys are horrible. Man. You should come to my house on one of these nights. You'll see a lot of the spicy. you spicy. Oh, you're spicy. Start talking like this. Start talking like that. Look at that. Man, it's getting a little ugly in there. Oh, but I can still see the image of God. I'm still good. I can still, you know. I'm all right. I'm okay. Then darkness starts to settle in. Once you start believing the lies that it's not that bad, going through anger problems and anger management issues, And we start doing things that that we don't like or that, you know, we start doing a little bit darker things. You know, we start leaving the presence of God. We start doing things contrary to the presence of God. And and next thing you know, you know, things start getting a little, little dark in your life. Sooner or later, the image just stops looking like the image, and it's just a total different thing now. You're looking at things now through your eyes, how you see things how you see fit. I can hardly see through it now. I can still kind of see through it. It's in there because you know what? The image of God will always prevail in the end, praise God. But we mess it up by everything that we do in our lives. God, we were created to worship God. We were created for God's pleasure. God enjoys seeing his kids, you know, his children, his creation, do what he wanted us to do. Don't you know, when you, when you have, you know, your little ones, you know, all our kids were small. I wish they would have stayed small because they're cute and cuddly. Now it's like, get out of the house already. Get a job, you know. <laughs> but when they're small, you know, Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, they're cute. They're, you just want them to be like that. They bring us pleasure. They might do something wrong, and we, you know, hey, you can't do that. We're going to be, you know, we're going to scold you a little bit, but we still love you. That's how God is. We're going to do wrong things. We're going to do bad things, but he still loves us. He will do things, you know, he'll allow things in our lives, and we're going to hit rock bottom. We're going to do things, but it's for to correct us, to teach us something. And some of us, we get really angry. Not only that we get a little spicy, we get real, we get green with envy. You know, it limes, okay? And so, so angry and so green with hatred and with envy and everything like that, you can cut the atmosphere with a knife. Right. Had to cut it. All right, and then you add that into our lives. Bitter, bitterness enters your life. Oh, I hate that person. Ah, oh, that person, God, this is guy gordo, este guy, you know? Personally, I can't believe they did that to me. Put it in there. You know? Some of you think it might taste pretty good right now. And we get bitter. And with that, a little salty too. You know, sal- some of us are salty. I should have brought the salt shaker. Some of us are salty. Man, you know, you say things, man, that was salty. We, you know, we're, we, the Bible is, does say that we are the salt of the earth. Right, but that only just means that we, we have to, when we bring forth the word of God, when we talk about Jesus, when we talk about the gospel, it has to have flavor in it. Right? So, if you say, Oh, you're salty, thank you, that's what Jesus, that's what God says, the Bible says, I'm, salt, I'm the salty of the earth. But we get bitter, we get salty, and we get angry, and it's all in there, messed up, and we're already tainted the image of God, we're already destroyed what, what He has created us to be in an image that we think. It's okay, because the mirror that we're looking in, we're looking at, oh, yeah, we we'll look good. We're looking at it from the outside. And the image that other people see you is different how the image that you see yourself, praise God. Amen? And if the image that people see you in is basically like, you know, how you talk to them, how you how they perceive you. But in the image that you see yourself in your mirror, you're seeing the way you think is okay. So this is okay to you now, because... You're already there, you know. You're, you're already accepted a lie. You're already accepted anger and, 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 and hatred and envy and saltiness. You already accepted that stuff. Praise God. I'm going to put this down real quick because some of us, man, once we reach that spot, we start, to okay, you know, nothing else matters anymore. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to live my life how I want to live. I don't care what anybody says about Anything anymore? Praise God. Some of you got like, oh man. original. Some of us don't care anymore, and they, they 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 try want to drown out their sorrows. They want to they want to just drink their problems away. They think, oh, this will take care. Of it. Man, if I just have one more, I'll just forget about everything. Yeah, but guess what? You're gonna wake up and realize it's still there. So you know, I'm gonna open. Don't think I won't. This brother right here is like. You hear that? And we just put that into our vessel. I was kind of hoping it would be darker than that. This is how well I know beers. I was looking for a dark beer. You know? And there we go. I'm telling you, with that lime, that chile, and everything out, it might be pretty good right now. (laughs) You laughed a little too hard, brother. (laughs) 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 Some of us overdo it, man. Not even that. I didn't bring any whiskey with me, but some of us, man, they want to drown their sorrows away. They just want to drink their lives away. And God had already made us in a special. Man, I can smell. That's pretty strong. God had already made us in a specific image, and we go ahead and mess it up by believing the lies, by accepting other things in our lives that don't pertain to us and getting really angry and and green with envy and bitterness and saltiness. It's all in there. Now we just want to drink our sorrows and our problems away thinking that this is going to be the problem, this is going to be the answer. And somebody says, you know what, maybe that's not the answer. Maybe you need something else. Oh, you're hurting you got glaucoma? What, you, you got, oh, I got something to take your pain away, man. You know, I got some stuff for you right here. I'm going to have to put it down a little bit. I got some stuff. Take a little bit. With all the, these stores that are popping up around my neighborhood, our neighborhoods, you go on Main Street, you see about four or five of them. Dispensaries. Well, you get some zigzags, you roll it on up. You put it in a little uh, little filtration system. The <laughs> small, keep it in, <laughs> man. Hey, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's just it's just pot. It's just marijuana. It's all right. Everybody does it. Yeah, everybody does it, man. There's stores all over the place, man. I don't know how many people all of a sudden got prescriptions for med- medical marijuana that are coming in and out of those places 24-7. It's okay, it's okay, it's just marijuana, what it does. Maybe it may, you know, maybe it might take care of a problem. All that's doing is covering up the problem. So what you're doing is you're adding other stuff into your life. Now it looks like this. It's horrible. Can't even, God can't even recognize it anymore. I could, have, I could have swore I made this person in my image. What did they do to it? The enemy comes around to destroy that image. The enemy comes around to, to, to manipulate it, to lie. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He likes to destroy marriages. He likes to destroy families. He likes to destroy relationships. He likes to destroy the creation that God has created us in, and yet this now this is what we look like right here. Horrible. It smells like puke. You woke up from a hard night, wallowing in your own throw-up. You wake up behind the wheel realizing that I didn't guess I didn't clear the carport. Because you want to drown the sorrows away. You want to make sure that it was, that, that whatever was going on was, would, you know, would you drink your problems away? Not realizing, man, you know, you're going to wake up and when you do, it's probably going to be worse. So what does the Bible say about that image that we need to reclaim? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom the Lord has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. What does the Bible say we need to do? We need to, Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. When the power of the Holy Ghost fell on the 120 people that were waiting for something special to happen in the book of Acts chapter 2, they heard them worshiping, praising God, and speaking in other tongues. Then Peter stood up and started to preach Jesus because the people on the street heard what was going on and saying, what's going on up there? They must be drunk. They must be drinking some of that funny stuff. And Peter started to preach to them Jesus. And after he convicted them of the person that they put to the cross, they said, "That what do we need to do now? What can we do now? They felt horrible realizing that they did crucify the Messiah. But the one that was to come to save them from sins and humanity. What do we do now? And the Bible says that Peter stood up and said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You know what remission of your sins means? That means erased, abolished, thrown to the bottom of the sea. You'll never remember it again. Praise God. The Bible says if you just believe on Him who was crucified, if you believe on Him who came to bring you life, if you just believe on Him, you shall not perish but have everlasting life. Praise God. Hallelujah. This scripture right here, I'm going to go back to it because I want to emphasize something. It says, Let the redeemed... Of the Lord say so. The redeemed is those who were wallowing in sin, those who the enemy who had manipulated into doing certain things. We are the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom the Lord hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You hear that? Whom the Lord hath redeemed. Who redeemed it? The Lord. What do we have to do? Believe on him. We don't have to do much. We just have to believe on him to restore us, to redeem us, to forgive us from the things we thought was right in our own mind. That we saw in our own image, in our own mirrors, how people perceive you, how you perceive you is totally different from how God created you or perceives you. God sees you. With different eyes. Amen? God sees you through his eyes. And you know how he sees you? He doesn't see you like this. He sees you how he created you. This is how we see ourselves. I messed up. I did wrong. I got divorced. I lost my job. My house got repoed. I can't afford gas in my car. I'm going through depression. I'm so lonely. My wife left me. My kids don't like me anymore. What do I do? We need to reclaim our identity. But you know what? God already did it. Whom the Lord hath redeemed from the hand. He already did. What do we need to do? We need to believe. We need to repent. We need to repent. You know, I don't want to be like this anymore. God, forgive me. God's mercy is ever flowing. God's mercy continues to flow. God's love is alive more than now than ever, praise God. And once we ask God for forgiveness, once we repent, praise God, his love, grace, and mercy comes in. Praise God. And not just a little bit. Once you ask God for forgiveness, once you ask God to help us in our lives, once you ask God, praise God, to use us, Brother Mark, you know what? We're a work in progress. I might look like this right now. Huh? It's still dirty. It still smells like, oh, yeah, it's still in there. Just because we believe doesn't mean, okay, I believe. I got baptized. I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, you got baptized. It doesn't mean we go back to our old self. We continue renewing our faith by reading the word of God, by praying in the word of God, praise God, and asking God to continue to use us and to bless us because God's grace and mercy continues to flow. It continues to pour. It continues to move. It continues to cleanse, praise God. The Bible says that the word of God is like water. But some of us are still spicy. Huh? See that? Some of that's spicy, you know? Some of that spiciness kind of sticks to us. Amen? It gets comfortable and it wants to stick to the walls, praise God. And we continue reading. We continue coming to church. We continue praying. And God's love, grace, and mercy continues to move and continues to flow and continues to pour and continues and continues. He is an ever-ending, ever-stopping God, praise God. He always continues to move and flow. Amen? Brother Mark, what happens if, what if I mess up? Yeah, I got baptized. I gave my life to God. What, what happened? You know, we're human. We're going to mess up. We're going to fall. But what does the Bible say? That we need to get back up again. Oh, man. Hey, how you doing? haven't seen you in a long time. Where you been? Well, yeah, I've been working over here. I've been doing that. What do you... Oh, I've been going to church. Oh, yeah, really? Why are you going to church? Well, you know, I found a family there. I got, you know, I gave my life to God. I really. Hey, you know, we're going to have... I'm going to meet up with some of my old... with our old friends from high school. You want to come? Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him in a Okay, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Hey, here you go, man. Oh, you're like, oh. Uh, hey, what? You, what you, you This used to be your favorite. You're, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Hey, come on. Hey, we're all having a good time. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know. And it happens. It happens more. Yeah, what the heck. It happens. Look at that fuzz. Blasphema. <laughs> oh man, you wake up I'm like, oh my God. Oh, what did I do? Who are you? <laughs> what, what have I done? Oh my God. You know what? God's grace is endless. God's love is greater than anything that we can outsend. We cannot outsin God's love. Just like our little ones. If they did something wrong, if they crashed a car, believe me, if they crashed a car, I still love them. I'm going to be a little angry. What are you doing? Don't yell at me. Well, you just crashed the car. I still love you. I did this. I did that. God, forgive me. I'm Shouldn't have ever went with my friends. I I wanted a new life. I I really did want to invite them to church. God's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I love you. God's mercy, God's grace, God's forgiveness continues to move. It continues to pour. God created us in an image. Amen? God created us in an image. He created um, us to be like him. And what do we know what that image is? There's a scripture in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, and it reads like this. Jesus is, okay, describing, Jesus of Nazareth, describing the Son of God. Jesus is the image, and this is Colossians 1.15. You can write this down, you can jot it down, you can look in your phone. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And what image were we created in? Were we created in the image of God? What image was Jesus created in? He is the image of the invisible God. Hallelujah. And what image are we supposed to attain to? And what image are we supposed to strive to? Praise God. Some of us say, well, we got to be like Christ. We got to be like Jesus. Well, he was sinless. He didn't have sin. He didn't sin. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, he got a little mad and started cracking whips and flipping tables. But he said that my house should be a house of prayer, not a a den of thieves and not not a slothful place, not a brothel, praise God, but a house of worship and a house of prayer. Hallelujah. That's why he did what he did. But he was sinless. He was the Lamb that was to come, who to take the sins away from the uh, sins from the world, praise God. We can sin a whole lot. We could do a lot of things that, that we don't like. We could do a lot of things that God doesn't like, but God certainly does love you. God certainly loves me as many times as if I messed up and did things like that, and I can't believe, you know, a word still comes and God still loves me. Despite whatever you could do, God still loves you is God. In the image of God, he created you and me. We can mess up that image by taking something that looks like the image. Or we can go really hardcore and try to drink that image into oblivion and get all kinds of angry. And, but in the end, God still loves us. And you know what? Out of his belly shall, shall flow rivers of living water cleanse, clean from the inside out. You know, how you see yourself, how people see you, and how God sees you is going to determine how you live the rest of your life. If you continue to live the way you see yourself, you know, well, I'm still okay. I'm still all right. I'm still doing good. Or are you going to Live like how other people see you, dark on the inside, dark on the outside. Or we could live like children of God and live in how God sees us, praise God, in the image of how he created us. That's how we reclaim our identity. We need to reclaim our identity. But God has already did that. Whom the Lord hath redeemed. Who God had already redeemed from the hand. How did he do that? How did he redeem us from the hand of the enemy? Through Jesus. Through Jesus Christ. Through the image he was made. In the image of the invisible God. God came down. The Bible says that. The beginning was the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word was God, and that Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That Word that became flesh and dwelt among us is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. You know what that image did for us? You know what that image did for me? You know what that image did for you? He died on the cross for your sins. That image died on the cross because he loved you. That image died on the cross because he cared for you. He created you. He loved you. He was buried and he rose again to give us victory over the grave, victory over death, so that we can have everlasting life in Him. Praise God. All those who believe in Him shall have everlasting life, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. And all those who want to have everlasting life, the Bible says that you need to be baptized of the water and of the Spirit in order to enter into the kingdom of God. If you want to make a public display, proclamation of your faith, I'm a child of God. You know what? I give up. I can't live this way anymore. I want to be how God sees me. I want to be how God created me. What do I need to do? Proclaim Christ as your Lord and Savior and make a public proclamation, a public display, display of giving your life to Christ. And Peter said unto them, repent, repent means changing of your mind, change your ways. If you're going right, you know, if you're going left, you want to go right, change how you do things, change where you're going, change the people you hang around with. if They bring you down, change your, change the people you hang around with. But if they, if they bring you down and you want to declare what God has done in your life tell them by all means go ahead and tell them if they listen to you great if they call you if they start laughing at you making fun of you guess what they weren't your friends to begin with God created you in the image in the beginning and that's how he sees you that's how he always sees you that's how he loves you he sees you like that no matter what we can do no matter what we do to ourselves we cannot out the love of God that's clean that's clean God wants you to be like this. He created you as a vessel, but when he poured your spirit in you, let's give God a big hand And if you mess up, the spirit is continually moving. Because we're all gonna mess up. We're all gonna do something we you know we're not supposed to do, right? Why? Because we're human. We're human. So I'm going to ask you, those who are going to give their lives to Christ today, I want you to stand up and come forward. Now, I had a meeting with the Dalias yesterday because we normally don't baptize a certain age children. But we had a meeting with her, and she's a really bright, she's a bright little cookie. I don't know how bright cookies could be, but she's bright. And uh, uh, talking to a few people, talking to my wife at the meeting with them, we decided, okay, you know what, if she feels that strongly about it, we're going to do it. Amen? So I'm going to ask you a question, all three of you, okay? And this question is basically, is this answer to this question is, Basically you're going to take this with the rest to for the rest of your life. Amen. Okay. Little lady, for how long are you going to serve the Lord? Forever. Forever. Let's give God a big hand for big daddy. For how long are you going to serve the Lord? For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. Yes. Liz. Por cuánto vas a servir al Señor? Me all right. Let's give God a big hand praise. All right. I'm, uh, bef- I'm going to pray. Real, um, actually. Okay. I'm going to pray real quick. And then you're going to exit stage left for you guys into that room. Sister Lilia is going to follow you. And then I'm going to ask another question. So let us, let us all stand up right now. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. We're going to pray for them right now. Heavenly father, we bring forth you, Lord Jesus, these who are about to give their lives unto you, God, in water baptism. We ask you that you continue to strengthen them, guide them, Lord, and watch over them, Lord Jesus, God, in everything that they do, God, as they give their life to you, God, I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you continue to guide their footsteps, to guide their life, God, to give them strength for the rest of their lives, God. We thank you, God. We honor you, Lord Jesus, and Thank you again for listening, and we hope that you received something from this sermon. Please share this podcast so that someone else can be encouraged as well. God bless.